Fantasy Book Lovers. I'm Becca. And I'm Joy. And together, we're the hosts of Only One Better Than Tavern, your favorite fantasy book podcast. Each episode, we dive into the worlds of enchanting tales we love, discussing epic adventures, magical encounters, and everything in between. But here's the twist. We believe in going all in on our discussions, which means spoilers are fair game. So listeners, make sure you journey through the pages of the book we're featuring to avoid any unexpected spoilers. That way, we can freely explore the characters, the plot twists, and all the awe-inspiring moments that have captured our hearts. So pour a brew, grab a snack, and let's go! Okay, we're going to talk about the books that got us into reading, but like specifically fantasy, and a couple movies thrown in for funsies, because that totally counts. I'm excited. We both just told each other the first title of both of our lists, but... We don't know each other's list because we kept this a secret since we started writing this yeah. one. I wonder, I'm sure there's going to be some crossover, but I feel like there's going to be a bunch that neither of us I'm have assuming... heard of. So I'm excited to add some books yes. to the list of books to read. Well, mine are pretty much like from my childhood. Like they are very much younger, but that's why I'm wondering if none of, maybe we won't have any crossover except maybe Harry Potter. Which yeah. I'm just really, yeah, I mean, that's, sure. that's on my list. I mean, why wouldn't we? But yeah, I'm I'm excited. Do you remember what age you were when you first, like, like reading clicked and you got excited to read? Like, do you remember what age that was? So it would have been when I was still living in Colorado. And I know the book was a Junie B. Jones book. And I started reading that because Jones is my last name or my maiden name. I thought that was uh-huh. so cute. Um, Junie B. Jones. Let's see. I probably, it would have been right before, maybe a couple years before we moved to Missouri. So maybe seven, but I had also had some like issues with reading and later on discovered like learning disabilities and stuff like that. So reading was hard. And most of the time my sister was reading to me. She read me Harry Potter actually in bed every night. We got, we went through chapter. I can still remember her reading me the fourth book. It was so I wonder if she remembers that. That's so special. She does. Oh, yeah. Judy B. Jones. And I I probably was seven or eight because then we moved to Missouri when I was nine. And then that was around the time that fantasy started. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What was yours? Yeah, I struggled to read, too. And I I remember... My mom's mm-hmm. British, right? So we were in England, and my grandmother was a primary oh my school God, teacher I love this. for like thirty years. And my mom, like, was kind of homeschooling me at the time, and I could not focus, and so she was struggling with me. And I remember I had to read a ladybug book, one of the little ladybug books. I don't I think I, do. I can read now. Books they were like basic yeah, level. Yeah. Um, I had to read one after breakfast before I could go play. Aww. So that incentive push yeah. me to read and then yeah my mom would read to me too so I think I enjoyed the sound of her voice and then I was like wait I want to read more of the story like I would get impatient and that's so where it starts I think that incentive and I don't think because mm-hmm. I'm seeing this with my daughter now too like I desperately want her to love reading but she'll tell me mom I hate reading she's four and a half right well, she's, she's learning but of course she doesn't like it and I mm-hmm. have to remind myself I was seven when it Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, you know, that one series, mm-hmm. Nancy Drew was another one of those series. I love Nancy Drew. Um, you do. And so there's always going to be a book. You have to be lucky enough to find it, though. I don't think some people mm-hmm. find that book in their life. And so yeah. reading is always just kind of meh for them. So I, I have to remind myself with 
with Gemma that there's a reason why she says she hates it right now because she can't do it. I need to remember that. I need to stop pushing my own, you know, wants on her so much. But I desperately want us to be, you know, when she's a teenager, going to Barnes and Noble and like picking up stacks of books like that is. I, you know, but that might not happen and I need, I need to get over that. So well, I feel like the first book that really got me into reading and also like into reading for myself and then into fantasy was the Chronicles of Narnia series. <laughs> so my mom would read them to me. And then once I was old enough, I would read them myself. And I reread those like so many times, the whole series. I would always start at the beginning because I can't just pick a favorite book. I always have to like start at the beginning and go all the way to the end so i've reread it i can't even know how many times i lo- i love that yeah. i only read the first book i never could i have gotten into it if i maybe had gotten to the second book maybe and i remember mm-hmm. trying to get through it like i got through the first one was it the the wardrobe the line the witch in the wardrobe that's was the that first one? Yeah. so i read that one and I thought, ooh, this is okay. cool. You know, this is, mm. um, And then I just could not get into, I didn't even watch the movies. It's not even that I watched the movies and I couldn't get into the books. Because around the time the movies were coming out too. Yeah. I, I've never seen yeah. any of the movies. I probably won't at this point. I would recommend watching, I think it's on Disney, watching Prince Caspian. Okay. That has been a young I ben love Barnes, Ben Barnes. Has... Oh my gosh, Shadow mm-hmm. and Bo. Mm-hmm. Really? But he plays Prince Caspian. Yes. And it's a very quintessential Narnia mm-hmm. story. So that might be a good and I think Gemma would like that movie yeah, too. Maybe. So, yeah. I might have to go I might have to go check that one out. Like what is it about that series that you love so much? I think I was always attracted to the idea of like walking through a random room or a doorway and being transported to somewhere new. Like I as a kid always wanted to teleport that was like my secret superpower that I always wanted yes and so yeah I just loved just being able to like walk through a doorway and oh my gosh you're somewhere new I would like to build a wardrobe that you could like it's it's into a room but it's a wardrobe I think I follow someone on Instagram who did that for her two girls and I'm like dang I want that they're like four and six but I want that yeah. Uh, every time I think about the Chronicles of Narnia, I think about the little factoid of Tolkien and C.S. Lewis, who were part of a group in England and would come meet at a, a pub and like swap stories and stuff like that. And I think there was, I think C.S. Lewis told Tolkien, 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 Tolkien one, <laughs> like change something, or maybe Tolkien told mm. C.S. Lewis to change something about their books, and he he didn't. You're Whoever like, the yeah. author was, he didn't. I think it was Lord of the Rings that C.S. Lewis was like, maybe change this. I could be getting this totally wrong. But I've heard that somewhere. And I just love that. They knew like each other because it doesn't seem like they'd be contemporaries, but they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that too. I like that too. I also wonder if I liked reading about or if I enjoyed reading the books because my mom is British, but we didn't ever live in England. And so it gave me like a little like, like I could pretend I was living in England when I was reading the books. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I wonder that was like a little part of it too. Like it sparked mm-hmm. some joy in you for for <laughs> joy <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I should go back and revisit them. My my favorite from the series, my favorite book is The Horse and His Boy, and it it has nothing to do with like the main people from the series that you usually encounter. It's like some random person. But it's almost set with like an 
like Middle Eastern background. Oh, okay. And I was always really attracted to that. So it was your first book that got you into so, everything. Well, I think before I talk about the book, I should probably talk about the the movie that did. I was probably, I imagine I was probably in like preschool or kindergarten because I knew I was, I, I have vague memories, right? So little, but I, I know that I was being picked up from somewhere and brought home. And then my mom would always be like, hey, do you want to watch a movie? And always, I always picked The Hobbit, the animated version of The Hobbit. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> Maybe once, but I want it's to watch HBO. it now. It is down. on HBO right now. Okay. I freaking loved that movie, though. I loved it. I always, I always asked for that. And then one day, she asked me what I wanted to do. And I chose that movie. And she said, okay, I'm going to go do something. Be patient. And I'll put it in for you. And I was not patient. And so I put the 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 tape in wrong. You know, the flappy side in uh-huh. last. Because the flappy side uh-huh. had to go in first, right? Yes. So uh-huh. I opposite. And it got stuck. And I ruined our VCR. And I never got to see The Hobbit again until recently on HBO. Decades. Decades have passed since I've seen it. <laughs> oh, my God. But that one is probably like, I don't know. I mean, it was, it's The Hobbit. Why wouldn't you? There was just something about it. Fixed yeah, like there was just something about it. I did try to rewatch it recently with Gemma. And she was like, Mom, I can't watch this. Like, why not? I was your age and I was loving it. She was not into it, though. But maybe because she's already seen flips and pieces of, of the actual movie, the live action. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Plus, the quality of television available for like little children these days has like much improved. So much better. And you can tell. I mean, this was, I think it's like 1976. Maybe 1973, somewhere around there. It's in the 70s that this was this was made. Okay. And oh, you can tell they did it. They did a great job for what they had. But you can tell. You can really tell. But I love that movie. You should definitely go watch it again. Okay. Maybe a little dumb, but it's fun. It's fun. That was my that was my thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So the first. Well, it wasn't the first book. I should double back to this book because it has a greater meaning to me than it than just being fantasy. And you'll know when I tell you about okay. it. Did you ever hear about the author Gail Carson Levine? Levine. So she wrote Ella Enchanted. Did you ever read that book? No, but I do know. So what there's you're a movie about, with Anne Hathaway. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah, one of my favorite movies to this day. I love that movie. But the the book is good too. So it's just another Cinderella esque story. And she gets her happy ending. I love it. It's just great. Just Ella, though, was probably, I can remember that being like, this is a really good story. I don't know how old I was. I probably was 11, maybe 12. Yeah. Could have been 13. It was around there. I don't know for sure. But Just Ella by Margaret Peterson Haddix. It's really good. And actually, I think I kind of want to go reread it because it it is good. good. So it's another Cinderella story. (laughs) Um, I love Cinderella oh was gosh, one of my right. favorites. So. Um, did yeah. you know Serena Glass, I guess, is apparently a retelling of, of Cinderella? Like, that's what people are saying. Like, if Avatar is retelling of Beauty and the Beast, and this is more Cinderella-esque. And I think for a little bit I get it, but then it doesn't really make sense. But that's just the... Maybe, like, the first book. the first book, book yes. <laughs> Everything else is like, nah, okay. no, 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 no. Um, but I read that somewhere. Okay. I don't know if that came straight from her. But I read it, so I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, but yes, Jess Ellis. So this book opens up in 
Um, she's already done everything. She's already in the palace, basically. She's engaged to the prince. He's called Prince Charming. I don't know if she just calls him Prince Charming or if he has another name. Yeah. But it's it's fine. It works out. So she's already engaged. She's like a week or maybe a month away from actually getting married to him. And then she decides, you know, palace life is awful. No one leaves me alone. I can't do anything that I want to do anymore. I can't read the books that I want to read. And Prince Charming apparently is super boring. So she's like, I don't want this. And like she's got a tutor. And I think he ends up being like the the, uh, the romantic lead for her. Which I really like. Oh. I can't remember what the the problem was in the book. Like what like what the climax was in the end. I want to say it was like some sort of resistance against the kingdom, maybe. I could be misremembering this because mm. it was like 20 years ago when I read it. Um, so I can't remember, but she ends up leaving the palace. Like she breaks off the engagement. I think he tries Prince Charming. I think he tries to like keep her in the palace. Like just mm. really like red flags, girl. <laughs> so no wonder she no wonder she fl- flees so she ends up escaping yeah. i think she's a woman alone for a while which is problematic for her because you know i think at some point maybe she meets up with the tutor again but in the end she meets up with this group of people that i can't remember i think they're against I, resistance or i don't know what's happening and that's why i want to reread it because i re- i can remember yeah. the echo of it like in my mind and heart as weird as that sounds yeah it sounds like it's an epic story. Book. I love that. It's... I love a little uh-huh. change up of a of a uh-huh. fairy tale. That's awesome. Also, the Prince Charming in that book is giving like Tamlin. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, he was, and I and love I can it. remember him being like, yeah, I don't like him either. No wonder he's yeah. just kind of squirrely and just to keep the lady down, right? Like that's just what. And she left. She left. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wonder if Sarah J. Good. Moss read it as a kid. <laughs> Tired? <laughs> maybe i don't have that. my copy anymore i, I don't want to read it but i think i'm going to find one because i think i'd like to have that on my bookshelf and hopefully when Gemma's older she wants to read if she wants to read i'll be like here you go <laughs> yeah i think if Gemma does become a reader she's gonna love fantasy books because she <laughs> loves knights and fairies and she'll even we have like a roller thing for after workout to like roll out the the muscles and stuff and she'll yeah. set it up because it's like a roller, so she'll set it up vertically, and then she'll be she'll start punching it and like kicking it. And we're like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "I'm fighting bad guys. Leave me alone." I'm like, okay, fine. That's she. She loves that. I think she loves it. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, I can just yeah. give her all my stacks yeah. that I've curated over over the years, and that she can just dive in. That's my hope, anyway. But yes, I hope just so too. Killer. It's good. Read it. Read it. Yes. Wrote it down. It's it's, de- it's not. And I I wouldn't call it young adult either. I think I would. Whatever that genre is below young adult because there's no mm. it middle school yeah adult. kind of like there's no preteen like, adult. Yes, i think i think that's it there's nothing else mm. yeah so there it's just like a little budding romance there so there's no it's not adult at all young or new adult i guess that's a, that's another genre yeah. yeah so but i do i think it's worth it i'm gonna reread it again i'm gonna i'm gonna go to hooked on books to see if they have it it's a long shot. That's a good idea. And if not, I'll just go yeah. to like thriftbooks.com or something like that because I'm sure I can find it there. But yeah, highly recommend it. Oh, yep. Yeah. So the next book for me that really got me into fantasy was A Wrinkle in Time. I didn't put that on my list. I had totally forgotten about it. Oh, shame on me. 
I was definitely like maybe 14, I think, when I read mm-hmm. that one, 13 or 14. But just the like magical realism, like I know it's not exactly fantasy, but the magical realism. I think, I think magical realism is fantasy. It's not knights and dragons I... and, and whatnot, but mm-hmm. it is still magical. And so I think they, they cross over. I think they're the same. Yeah. Yeah. And I love magical I realism too. so much. I'd forgotten about that. And I'm pretty sure I read some of the other books that came after it, but I don't I don't remember them. But that one I remember I read a few times and was like, and I actually just reread it recently after that movie Uh came out a few years ago. And I was like, I forgot how much I loved this book. Okay, so so my favorite out of that series, and I can't believe I forgot to put this down because I was just looking at getting the, the completed series just recently. I think we were just talking about, about this, it, yeah. but The Wind in the Door. It's like oh, the yeah, third book, maybe? Okay. Maybe the second one. Yeah. Second or third. That's my favorite. And again, I can't tell you why, because I read it so long ago, but I can just remember an echo of it, of just, wow, this is amazing, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't even know what it was about it, but that one is my favorite. Oh, it's such, such a good one. Mm-hmm. I would love Gemma to read. <laughs> I keep going back to Gemma. I guess I just want her to experience the kind of the sort of childhood that I experienced with my books. Because I always had a book. How rich it was to like inhabit all these different worlds and stories. Like you want her to experience that. Well, she obviously has a vivid imagination. She does. She likes to. Yeah. You should just. You should just sit in the living room and just read out loud. Even if you're Honestly, not reading to probably. her, just read out loud. I did loud. get one of those. Oh, Barnes & Noble has them. They're reprints of Harry Potter. And they're like, pull out. They get like the map. When you get to the Marauder's Map in whatever book that was. Third third book. Um, but I have the first one. And it, there's, it might be a bridge. It might be a bridge for younger readers. I can't remember. We have the first one. And it's so pretty. It's so pretty. So... Sometimes we'll sit and read those, but obviously she just wants to pull out like all the stuff. So yeah. I'm trying to like when you're four, your attention her. span is a little yes. Yeah. I'm trying to introduce her one step at a time to all these books, but I think it starts with reading them aloud, and you know. But she loves telling stories. If you ask her, "Hey, hey, girl, give me a story," she'll come up with like the wildest. She she names her her characters. I write them down as she says them, just so in case she ever becomes a writer. I'm like, here you go. I wrote it all down for you. Um, <laughs> that is amazing. But she came up with a character named Potgrass. Say that one more time. <laughs> Potgrass. P-O-T-G-R-A-C-K. C-K? I don't know. Whatever. Chicken. Potgrass. 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 I Not crack, grack. Grack. <laughs> crack, grack. Got it. Yes. And I'm like, it was, it was weird at first. And I'm thinking, maybe that could have been like, like a children's book with some. Sounds like a troll yeah, or something. Like, or I kind of love it. Yeah. So I write it down. Pot she crack. says that I write it down. I don't write down the word or like, like the story itself. But when she comes up with a character and they are wild, they, they, it sounds like they're coming right out of a fantasy book. <gasps> I just thought of a book that I forgot to write down. What? What, what is it? I think it's your turn next okay. anyways. So I'm going to skip a couple of them on here. Basically, they're all books by Gail Carson Levine. Because <laughs> I just went back okay. and read okay. her Love all it. the time. But did you ever read Inkheart? No. Oh, oh my gosh. I think it's a series. I've only read okay. the first one. Because when I read it, I think I was a little bit on the older side, and then I never re- revisited it after the rest of them came yeah. out. 
it is so good. So it is, oh my God, I love it so much. I forget who wrote it. I'll, <laughs> I'll have to look, look that up. But I do have the first one if you want to um, borrow it. Yes, please. So, yes, please. So basically, it's a man and his daughter. This man, when he reads books, he can bring the characters to life. And they can come out of the pages. Right? That's so cool. They live in like yes. a normal world. But anytime he reads out loud, the book comes to life. Cool. There's some mystery. Like, she doesn't have her mother anymore, but she ends up, it, it ends up, we end up discovering that her mom is like inside a book. Yeah, like it's oh. something like that. Um, Brendan Fraser did the movie. There's a movie of it. That brings a bell. Brendan, okay. Brendan I Fraser. love him. What a gem. So there is this author. His name is Frank Peretti. I, mm. So brings a bell. he, again, is another Christian mm-hmm. author. So I pretty much only read like Christian books like or authors growing up. So that was like kind of all I had yeah. access to. But Frank Peretti, it was more like supernatural kind of fantasy. And so it was like set in modern times, but then there would be like villains or stories or whatever from the Bible that would like play out in modern times. So there was like demons and angels and stuff like that. So some of it was mm-hmm. kind of creepy. Um, but again, I think that sparked my interest in fantasy also horror and mystery like i I would be so scared but i couldn't stop reading because i wanted to know how it ended you know um and i enjoyed the thrill of it but yeah he he wrote a a ton of books and i don't know if i'd necessarily like i mean if you want to you can read them they're pretty good i think he was a pretty good author and i i don't mind books like that that bring in christian mythology and that's fun it's good, it's good stories, stories right? you know what I mean? Like, it's there's always mm-hmm. a villain, and it's kind of it's like a crazy element to it with, like, demons and hell Absolutely. and all that. So I can't remember any of the titles of them, but I think I read pretty much all the things that he'd written back in the day, at least. And I think some of them they turned into movies I wonder well. if that's why the name sounds familiar, because I bet mm-hmm. I would more than likely have watched a movie first before reading, because I've never read him. I know. I know I've not, but yeah. the name sounds familiar, and so did the so does the subject matter. So, so far, yeah. none of our lists have, like, crossed over. I, I figured they might not. Not really. Because we, we yeah. had different, ch- like, of course we had different childhoods, but you had a very different yeah. one than I did. Yeah. You get a different one than of I did. Of course. You know? Of course. So, yeah. yeah. For, so far, like, we're not we're not on the same page here. And I love it. Already. Um, okay. So, Gail Carson Levine wrote, and let's see. The Two Princesses of Famar, Famir? I don't know. That was another one. No. It's, it's again, okay. r- right under young adult. Um, two princesses, obviously. And one's an extrovert, one's an introvert. Apparently, the introvert ends up having to save the kingdom because the extrovert is incapacitated in some way. Mm-hmm. I read that multiple times. I think I got it from a scholastic book order. <laughs> even right? better. Even, even How iconic. Better. So, that one. And then there's another one. I won't give you... Th- I won't give you like the spiel of it, but it's a it's a trilogy that I didn't realize. But Once Upon a Marigold mm. by Jean Ferris. Okay. It's another princess book. I clearly loved the princess books when I was little, but I loved the princess books that were like they punch you in the face, princesses, not the 
Yeah. Princess yes. was a badass. Yeah. Not like, oh, right. All these yeah. books, I'm pretty sure they save themselves, right? Um, but once upon a marigold, then there's a twice upon a marigold, and then thrice upon a marigold. And I'm like, I have to have these. If I never read the other two, I have Please to read. have these. These are so cute. One of the series that really, really like hooked me into like series and dystopian worlds, like Hunger Games. But I was definitely like 15 or 16 when I read those, I think. Yeah. That's your yeah, good series. That unlocked a whole nother. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that's not exactly fantasy, Isn't but that was just another series that just, I was like, hey. yeah. So I do want to say one more thing because I know where you're going. Uh, movies, Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings definitely sparked a lot of yeah. fantasy interest. I attempted to read Lord of the Rings in high school. I made it through one and a half and then I got bored <laughs> and I quit. What's the um, world building? <laughs> Too much of it. I did read The Hobbit, though, and I did enjoy The Hobbit, and I finished it. Um, But, you know, the Lord of the Rings movies came out when I was starting Mm -hmm. in middle school, and then they came out through me in high school. And so I loved those. You know, I had a poster of Legolas in my bedroom. I didn't know that. I didn't have that, but I loved them. They were so Mm -hmm. so good. Soundtrack. I had the soundtrack to the movies. I What a time. time, right? I sometimes I'll listen to the, the 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 music nowadays as I'm driving to work and you will be blasting. I love it. It's so good. It just evokes feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Feelings of just mm-hmm. epicness. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just those were so good. And again, mm-hmm. we watch them every I year. do too. I love <laughs> that um, HBO has them, the extended version, because I only ever watch the extended version. You get so, so much, much more, more from yes. it. I don't care that I sit on my butt for how many hours. <laughs> it's just, it's fine. Yeah, full day. <laughs> so I had yes. one more question for you. Other than obviously fantasy, which we both mm-hmm. love, love, loved as kids, what was another genre that you were super obsessed Mystery. with? Mystery. And I well, like Nancy Drew, Drew for sure. Um, even still, I have a couple of. Um, I think I have the first four Nancy Drews, and sometimes I'll just rifle through, just look at the little sketches and. I love any show that CW came out with the Nancy Drew. I don't think they renewed it, but I was really sad about that. Yeah. Anything, any, anything about Nancy Drew, I just love. But I love whodunits. I really do. Yeah. That's some of my favorite yeah. genre these days, I love too. those lighthearted mysteries where it's probably a given that the main character isn't going to be, like, off or anything like that. Um, but I also really do like the darker mysteries that you're just, like, on the edge of your seat. You don't know what the heck is going to happen. I love those. Um, I can yeah. I can read pretty dark ones and be fine. Like I, I don't mind that at all. Mm-hmm. Tough subjects sometimes, but but I do. I like it. Yeah, yeah, mystery. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Right, do you want to hear about my last book on my list? My most special yes. book. So it's called A Great and Terrible Beauty. I live a Bray. Okay. Live a Bray. Yes, live a Bray. I think it's a trilogy. Once again, I read the first one and then grew up without knowing that there were two others. So I've never finished it. But it is definitely young adult. Like there's a sex scene in the first one. And uh, I definitely want to go back and reread them to see how it ends. Because I remember it ending on kind of a semi-good note. The reason I love this book so much is I named Gemma after the main character. Her name is Gemma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I freaking love this book. And that's when I read, okay. that's when I discovered the name Gemma first. And I read this when I was like 11 or 12. And so I said to myself, if I ever have a, a baby girl, I'm going to name her Gemma. And here we are. Hello. So, I, so that much. is why the book is so special to me. And even sometimes Gemma will be like, can you, can you show me the book that you named me after? Like, and I bring it down and she, she'll turn it over and she can, she can recognize the letters in her name so she can see. It's so mm-hmm. cute. Anyway, so Gemma. Okay. I love why. And I do. I really do. I, I don't care how old I get. I think I'm still going to be reading it. If it's a good story, it's a good it's, story. I don't care what age it's written for. A good story for. is yeah. a good story. Exactly. Have Ooh, yes. One more movie. Are you done with okay. your list? I think so. I maybe have one more okay, movie, Okay, I'll say my movie, and then you can say your movie. Yours. Maybe, yeah. maybe this is the time it'll overlap. I have no idea. The Mummy. Okay. I love The Mummy. I was terrified of The Mummy. I remember re- watching it for the first time. This was back in Colorado, and I think my cousin had brought it. Like, her boyfriend had brought it. And that was, like, our summer movie. And I was probably eight. Maybe eight or nine, because again, it was right before we moved from Colorado to Missouri. I thought it was so fun. It di- it didn't even scare me, like at all. That's awesome. Not not the things that come, you know, not a Imhotep or anything like that. Didn't even yeah. scare me. I thought it was the best thing ever. And Brendan Fraser was like, oh. the nineties were his time. Yep. Um, I don't think I've ever actually seen. The Mummy. I've seen like pieces of it, but I've never like watched it. So I, I need to watch it. I think it's on it. HBO, but I also have okay. the CD-ROM of it. Writing that down. I don't even have a way to play that anymore. <laughs> we still do. I think we have a. I think his Xbox can pop oh, in this. Yeah, we do yeah, have yeah, an Xbox so. still. That's right. If it's not a HBO, you can borrow the movie. I I got it from my brother-in-law. He was going to get rid of it. I'm like, don't you dare! I'll take this from you. Yeah, that was my favorite movie. It's still probably, it probably still is, honestly. I love watching oh, it. My I favorite scene that. is the boat scene when he's, and she's just like, oh, and he's like, yes. And she's like, don't you dare. I honestly, that's like that trope that I love so much of like the the stern but lovable dude mm-hmm. that is, he just wants to save her and keep her happy. Yeah. And she is, has no idea. She has no clue. She was the one. Evie was the one that made me want to become a librarian as a kid. I and I still want to be a librarian. I just never did. Same. Same. I think in our next our next career, we'll mm-hmm. be librarians. I think we missed a calling, honestly. I mean, I think, I think so. we've also mm-hmm. done well in hair, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we mm-hmm. also missed a calling mm-hmm. for being librarians. I would love to, to oh, almost said live in a library, but. I probably would. If I was a librarian, I, mean I would be there all day long. <laughs> I wouldn't be going back. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But I'd also love to have like my yeah. own bookstore with a yeah. coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, put pins in all of those. <laughs> yes. The mummy. <laughs> oh, were you ever a Twilight girly? So I feel no shame in, in admitting that I did read all of them as a teenager. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I hate them. So... I started, and that, okay, so Twilight is probably, like, a great and terrible beauty has a sex scene in there. It's it's not explicit mm. or anything like that, but then you get Twilight, right? And I probably moved from a great and terrible beauty. There's a little bit of some years in between. I don't even know what I was reading then, and then Twilight came out, right? And I was like, oh, what is this? I do like vampire stories. I love vampire stories. Yeah. I do. And I thought it was going to be one of those vampire stories. Clearly, we know now that it's not. 
we know now that it has kind of Mormon undertones. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Maybe. I think the author was yeah. Mormon. Because yeah. it was, it, it, Just it like was weird undertones. because he was simultaneously like, I must protect your virtue, but then also like sitting on her windowsill, staring at her while she's asleep. Like, you're a stalker. Yeah. So creepy. I have a weird relationship with Twilight. I read them all. And I read them all probably, you know, one after another because they had already been published at that point. But I look back and I'm like, I just wasted all that money. Every time I would buy one, I'm mm-hmm. like, why am I doing this? Why do I have to, why do I feel the need to finish the series? Because I'm usually the type that if I'm not into it or whatever, I'll, I'll stop it. But the problem with Twilight is, is they do flow. Like you can get through them mm-hmm. pretty fast. You, you know, she's not yeah. necessarily a bad writer, but just... I don't like how she took the, like, the fantasy subject of vampires and made it like that. It was weird. Do you want to hear a funny story about the movies? I've seen all the movies, but I'm not seeing all the movies. Air quote, scene. (laughs) Okay, so I was a homeschooler and needed to get my GED. Mm -hmm. I go through it once, and the only portion that I don't pass is the math portion which we we expected mm-hmm. right it was fine mm-hmm. so then that was a time when i moved to springfield and i was roommates with my sister and she's like hey i'll tutor you um figure out a series of movies that is kind of dumb enough that we don't want to watch but something to be on the background while we do it because it's going to be boring to not have anything right i'm like oh fair enough yeah and i chose twilight and she was like i'm into this i don't want to see it either but it'll be fine and so over the course of my, of how long she, t- we, she tutored me until the last, ooh, until the last book or movie. Mm-hmm. And so it was just on in the mm-hmm. background. So we got the gist of it. We got the dumb points. We got the, the weird baseball yeah. scene. Oh my God. Um, so many weird things. That's like hours. Of it was. Too, I mean, so. but you know what? I passed. I passed my GED. Yeah. So I watched all the Twilight like movies Twilight. in the background, just for background. <laughs> Like they're they're really good for background noise. <laughs> Nothing else though. I don't like Twilight. It's so crazy because I have never mm-hmm. read the books. I never watched them. I watched I think the second movie. My roommate was obs- in college was obsessed obsessed with Twilight. So she forced me to watch the second one, and I remember being like, eh. I mean, it's entertaining, but like, eh. I never finished it. And then like two years ago, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to watch these because I just kind of want to know. I always have all these opinions, but I haven't read or watched them. So, like, am I allowed to have these opinions, you know? So I watched them until the very last movie. Because I know the last book was turned Mm -hmm. into two movies, right? So I made it to the last movie and then I quit. Because I was like, I don't even, like, I was on the background and I realized that I was doing other things. And I I like came to and was like, "Oh, this movie's still playing. Like, I don't even care." It's a background so movie, and I'm so glad we're having a story. I didn't even, yes, I didn't even intend for it to be a background movie. It just turned yeah. into one. I just like quit watching it because I was like, "This is a killer cast, like Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson, freaking Rami Malek's in it. Like, all these people are in it that are stellar uh-huh. actors." But the movie, you're just like, and it's great uh-huh. soundtrack like radioheads on the soundtrack like oh it was gosh, weird but... for the fact yeah. that they got I so many like name me. like big big ticket names dakota fanning is in it 
She's a phenomenal yes. actress. And honestly, I she's thought she played her actress. vampire who's very cruel and mean very well. But they didn't give her enough, like, airtime. Yeah. That chapter in the book yeah. is like, oh, gosh, she's just going to, like, kill them right then. It was, you think so. Oh, yeah. She's way more subdued in the movie. But she's a good actress. And they really downplayed her skill. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. I had someone tell me how it ended for that. I was like, I don't even care. I just finished um, Ink Blood Sister Scribe. Yeah. I like it. I think it ends. Okay. And I think it ends cleanly, so I don't know if there'll ever be a, a sequel to it. It doesn't need one, but if it did, I'd be like, okay, I'll read this. There were little things that were never explained that I keep thinking mm. about. I'm like, oh, this is, I wonder what that was. Who was this random person that helped mm -hmm. her get out of a, an airport because she's being hunted by people who want to kill her, mm. but we never, you never see the, never person, see the again. person again or where she came from. I have a theory, and I, maybe that's a theory that you're supposed to get, but that seemed a little blunt in the book, and it, mm. it wasn't, there's no ending to that. Um, but there was also, oh, I would probably rate it as, like, a 6 out of 10. Okay. So, okay. not bad. Not the best. Yeah. So, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> A little bit of a, a little bit between JM. It's still yeah. fantasy. I mean, this is this is a book about magical yeah. books, but there wasn't, and there's some. There was definitely like a creepy bad in it who you don't realize is mm. that bad until close to the end. Of course, I mean you you have theories as well, and they come true in the end. But there, mm, that explanation wasn't really broad either. I wanted more. I wanted more. Mm -hmm. I think if it was like another cha 20 chapters that we got in the middle, I would have okay. loved that. But it wasn't bad. I think it was, I think it's her debut novel. And I'm hoping she okay. comes out more because she's actually a really good writer. And I really appreciated cool. like what, how she ex explained things. She really built the world up and it, and it felt real. So, but yeah, I just wanted more. So six out of 10. Very cool. Have you finished? Six out of 10. <laughs> have it. you finished anything? Crescent City. Did you finish it? No. I know you're like we got to stop right now let's talk about it I I started Crescent City but I think I think I'm not like mentally ready yet so I'm reading Emily Henry's Happy I want to read that that's her most recent mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. it's pretty cute so far I heard it's not her best out of all of them but you know she's mm -hmm. engaging I did just finish I don't remember the name of the book but it's from Blood and Ash <laughs> the series the latest book that's out. So I am going to say I think the series is starting to devolve. The plot is starting oh, to devolve no. a little bit because the author has randomly brought in some new villains. Okay. And it seems like what TV shows do when they're like, this is the main big bad. And then all of a sudden that gets resolved and a new one shows yep. up and you're like, wait, what? I think that's happening a little bit. So I'm a little bit oh, nervous no. how the story is going to go because it's super entertaining. Not the okay. best written. You told me that before. Yeah. Well, the fight scenes and the spice scenes are good. Not the <laughs> best written. The story is entertaining okay. as heck. So I'll give the next book. It hasn't come out yet. I'll give that a shot. But she's got to really, she's got to really pull it together. Okay. Otherwise, I'm not going to finish. Mm -hmm. You're not the only mm -hmm. one who's referred that part recommended that book and it keeps popping up on my amazon yeah. and i'm gonna read it it just haven't yet um 
I told my massage therapist to read it and she's reading it and she's like, oh my God, yeah, the writing really sucks, especially the first book. It gets better as the books go on. But she's started listening to them and she's like, listening to it is a lot okay, better. Okay, I might listen to it then. It's not as like awkward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, might, yeah. I might do that. I don't, I don't think I have an, an app for that, but we'll get it. <laughs> um, okay, so something that you just said a moment ago about uh, TV shows where they have a big bad, but they bring in other things just remind me we have a tv show that i didn't mention but i wanted to put on my list but charmed did you ever watch charmed oh i never watched it no i wasn't allowed to okay so we never had we had a tv growing up but we only had three channels so it wasn't i couldn't watch Mm -hmm. it when it was on tv but every time we would visit my grandmother she would have the channel and we know we were it was like five hours maybe more i don't know from where we lived to where she is was in denver and she would always have it ready for me. Like she knew that I wanted to. And so I would just, I would just watch it there. And I, I never watched any of the episodes in chronological order. So I had no idea what was going on. And I'm talking about the old charm, not the, the not the reboot, but I like the reboot as well. I love charm. Like talk about, I love it. It's campy. Okay. There's dumb moments, but love it's it. so fun. It's so good. I think I have all the series on DVD back, back in the day okay. when. We use DVD. Um, it's good. Talk about a fantasy show that makes you want more. Charmed was it for me. Okay. I'm totally going to start. I haven't I haven't been interested in any TV, so I'm totally going to start that. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh my God, one of my Buffy favorite shows. I didn't watch it until my 20s because, again, wasn't mm-hmm. allowed to. Um, but I rewatch it, like, every couple years because I love yeah, it I so didn't, much. I mean, so I'll do Charmed. Charmed then. and Buffy, like, they, they're probably they're, Yeah, I mean, they have there's definitely some similarities. Again, Buffy was also not something that I had access to at home because of our, we didn't have cable. We didn't have satellite or anything like that. Um, and so it wasn't until I moved to Springfield 11 years ago and then they had it on Netflix. And then I think my sister and I started watching it. So I was older and Buffy loved it. It's so good. So those two shows so as good. well. For And they're okay. completely fantasy. Like that is 100% what we read nowadays the vampires the the witches i love a witch book i love a witch book yeah. give me any me witch book they could be bad they could be good i don't care i just want a witch book yeah so to, out of all the fantasy do you like fairies vampires werewolves witches or witches Witches are my favorite, favorite. hands down yeah mm-hmm. i think so too yep mm-hmm. fairies are probably yeah. a second best now because of <laughs> sergey moss but <laughs> But honestly, the people that I love the most from her books are usually the humans mm. that turn into fairies yeah. or like they they were mortal. They have you know that what I mean? humanity so. aspect to them that mm-hmm. the immortals don't have. Yeah. I always go back to fantasy. The reason why I do it is because it's so very different from the world we live in. And I love magic mm-hmm. and I love spells and I love dragons and elves and everything here's the thing with fantasy it's a good escapism and like it's good to interject yourself into this beautiful whole cool world but you can still learn a lot about yourself and life and characters and and friendships and love through it absolutely and i love that well fantasy almost always has a you know there's that group setting that group friend setting of i'm gonna help you get through this we got this let's do it like sam and frodo or you know, anything. I mean, so much of that is about fantasy. There's always someone to come in and be like, let me help you get to the, your 
world saving debut. You gotta have friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that. If you read any of these books or TV or watch the TV shows or movies, let us know. Please let us know what your favorite is. We want to know. Recommendations too. What sparked your reading journey Mm -hmm. and what was that book? Let us know. Super curious. So thank you so much for joining us on our very first episode of Only One Bed in the Tavern. And we will see you next time where we will discuss Rebecca Yarrow's Fourth Wing. Bye.